Hey, brother, let's go. Let's post those podcasts. Too many people in this world have experienced depression, binge eating, and many other problems and social issues. I want to talk with my friend Sam on this episode of Real Talk with Sensei Nick. You'll hear her story and how she came out of the other side of it and became an amazing hiker, an amazing source of empowerment. We're going to talk about how to sway towards your empowerment on this great episode. Take a listen to this awesome conversation to a woman who can really change the world and a great friend of mine. With this, how are you? How are you feeling? How you doing? I haven't caught up with you in so long. I'm good. Um, yeah. I've been mostly just hiking and yeah. doing the yoga thing, the mom thing. Yeah. It's been weird transitioning from like the club version of me last year to like what I'm doing now, like focused on on sobriety and the getting better thing. I mean, you know, I, I'm so really like I, I, I. Every time I say this to you, I feel like such a dad, but I'm really so proud of what <laughs> you've become. <laughs> And, you know, how you've grown out, out of all this, but has your, um, has it, has your sobriety really been the, from what your sobriety has been, has it been like, you know, the help to be able to bring you into a new life or, yeah, it was yeah. like the, the seed that kind of like I grew from, yeah. like, like, I, I mean, I started, uh, going to like outpatient rehab two summers ago but I like couldn't keep any like sober time more than like I think my most was like a week and I just kept like drinking anyway and it was a struggle until New Year's and then on the 1st of January last year I just I stopped drinking and just focused on that and your your depression really has just grown uh, has been you know really depleted from this I mean it, it's certainly less intense than it would have been yeah. if I was still in active addiction um, but I mean it definitely it it still happens especially because I it specifically struggle with like seasonal depression yeah and, you know just normal life stressors or, yeah and I mean who's not who's not depressive now I mean who who has like yeah, is, I mean I, I pretty much have like only gotten better with the global pandemic like the world needed to pause in order for me to like get my shit together and catch up <laughs> you know yeah i i kind of think yeah there, there is a blessing in this yeah in reality that you know okay we've all kind of had a lot going on and especially you know getting out of the company i was in and being better off and really like forcing myself to really get out of the you know the the path I was on. Yeah, literally. I think everybody yeah. kind of like had their own like little transcendental journey through yeah. this. If they just chose to like see it for what it is or not. Right. Yeah. I I did as well, and I think it's. I w- I would not have been podcasting as much as I have. And I mean, thank God for podcasting now, because I think that's the only thing that's kept me uh, sane. 
in general. Like, I guess that's my own version of sobriety itself. But, yeah. you know, for the, like, there have been a lot of, there's been a big rise in addiction issues with it. I mean, why do you think that is? Well, I, I noticed right away yeah. when, um, when it was more like everything was closed, nobody, there was a lot more people not working. I know it was like day drinking was crazy. Everybody yeah. on Facebook was like wine drunk at like 10 o'clock in the morning. I specifically noticed that people are driving like crazy because they were probably drinking. And then like, you know, as time went on, I feel like when winter came and people expected this to kind of like be over with because the holidays were happening people went really really hard into drugs because like it's easy you know right. to, to get lost in that kind of and there's not a lot of resources for people with addiction issues in this area that are consistently open like at the I went to Ad Care, which is in Dartmouth yeah. and they only are doing like telehealth stuff which right. is fine for me because this, I yeah. have a phone and I yeah. have access to the internet. But, like, there are a lot of people in active addiction who don't have that and, like, depend on their public transportation to get to there in the first place. So it's tough. People really sometimes need in-person meetings that really haven't been any. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we did see that a lot where I work and for my day job. I mean, I... I yeah, I've spoken to a lot of people in that same situation. I mean, for you, I mean, I'm glad you got out of it. I mean, for yeah. the people, have you had anybody who's had uh, like the seasonal depression or somebody who you've helped get out of the uh, got out of depressive moods because you've gotten out of it too? Um, I mean, like, I, the, the my boyfriend now. Yeah. I, I has been like more active with like hiking and stuff. He says that I help him a lot. He's pretty all right. Um, so <laughs> he's like the first guy without red flags. So that's pretty cool. That um, but yeah, I mean, like I think I, that I now just let more more healthy people in my life. Like there mm. are people that are friends with me that have depression issues. Yeah, but. And I am encouraging and, like, supportive, but I try not to get as wrapped up in, like, nonsense anymore. I kind of making more room for people that I'm going to do healthier activities with. Like, I'll still be close with all of the people that I love, regardless of what they're doing. But yeah. I may spend more time doing crocheting and hiking than I did like blowing lines <laughs> you know, yeah. or you know being a trash person right. so yeah and the, the people around you definitely create the environment you know and you know th that's that's one of the big things I mean you are who you surround yourself with yeah. primarily unless you have you know different medications or an imbalance or something and I mean it's I've had to do that myself I had I had a friend of mine who I've been you know, considerably best friends with for years, for, you know, decades, really, like since over 20 years, roughly, you know, don't hold me against that, but that me, but he had, um, he had such issues that like, I had to cut him off. Yeah. Sometimes you need to yeah. like, set up boundaries. I yeah. never knew how to do that because I like just didn't care enough about myself to yeah. have any. Yeah. And now I'm kind of like seeing that all these people that 
made me feel like there was something wrong with me yeah when in in reality they were just treating me like trash like mm. it was never really necessarily yeah. me so yeah i'm figuring that out yeah too. It's in a way too. Is I know you got involved with the clubs a lot too, and the yeah. like. It, I remember when I was uh, working in a club in Boston, and it's really odd how you try to fit so so much try to fit into these with these people, and yeah. you know fit in and try to be like okay, I'm with the cool club, cool people, and you know, and it you know or you're like it's like or you know, you're like five people are in front of you and they're all Orin from Parks and Rec. Yeah. And you're just looking like, <laughs> you're like, I have depression and you're the whole, but what the hell happened to you? Like, you know, like I'm good. I'm out and like, and finding your way and like, and I mean, do you do a lot of hiking? I mean, you know, how did you find hiking as a, as a relief or maybe as, is it a medicine for you, so to speak, or? So it was like, so I have to like start from the beginning of like my fitness. Let's roll, yeah, yeah, yeah. So last November, I just started doing like yoga again, just like added it into my day and, you know, just kind of on a whim. I I did yoga when I was like younger, but like, you know, I never kept up with like any remotely healthy hobbies. So I hadn't done yoga in years, started doing it and then got like really into it. And then because I was like, making that one good choice like health wise that Mm. made me like the next step was like I started not drinking and then I started eating vegan things and then I so I started losing weight but wanted to increase that and started going to a gym and then kind of like developed like a really nice routine it was like very distracting I was like feeling really good about myself because I was going consistently it was like I don't like AA meetings because I don't like the whole religious aspect of it so like that that was my meetings that was my time for me i would go on elliptical i'd listen to music like it was cool and then when the gyms closed i was like devastated initially Mm. i like really told people like i'm not gonna live through this i'm lucky i'm not drunk right now right i really i just tried to figure out like what else i could do Mm. um yeah. And I started walking around the pond at BCC. I did that when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, it's like warm enough. I'll like start doing that around work, um, around the time before I go to work. And that was good. And then I just um, like remember, I mean, like I, I obviously didn't forget about hiking. I've been hiking before, but I was just like, oh, you know, like let's try to go on a hike on one of my days off, like with my daughter and my boyfriend at the time. And it was just, like, really nice, and it was, like, something to do. So then we just kept doing it, but I wanted to go as much as possible. Um, So then I did. I started going by myself, even though, like, with my anxiety, I used to not do anything by myself at all, let alone, like, walk in the woods, like, hoping to not get lost. Yeah. Um, And it became more of, like, a spiritual and mindful activity than just like me burning calories like i do love like um like really really long hikes i i like i like to um try to challenge myself as much as possible i've done like um like i like like the mountains and stuff anything Mm -hmm. like hard like that is is nice but sometimes i just like to like do a half mile in like a local place and just like focus on what pictures i'm taking and that like 
causes me to like stop for a minute and normally I just like never stop I'm doing something all the time right so instead of focus on like how this is making me a thinner and therefore better person um I'm focused on like how rad mushrooms are yeah. taking too many pictures of them like laying on the ground like a wild animal so <laughs> <laughs> and I've always I've been curious because I do look at your stuff and like what is it with mushrooms for you because I I've, I've I, always wanted to ask I, you that I truly have no idea this is like this is a new whole obsession for me too I don't really know I you know I eat <laughs> mushrooms at one point in my life but like not never really put an emphasis on them they were i think it was just because like in the spring there are a lot of mushrooms the snow's melting and they're like everywhere and i don't know i kind of like i'm always looking down a little bit anyway which i guess like says a lot but so i just like so i would notice that and be like oh wow there's like a lot of mushrooms and there are like so many of them and because I started doing like the hiking challenge initially on YouTube, on YouTube, on Instagram with like the 30 day hiking, I was posting pictures. Like I wanted to post a picture or at least every day. So it would be like whatever. But then it ended up just being like mushrooms were the easiest thing to take pictures of. They were like the best models. And I just became obsessed with like, you know, because I am spending so much time looking at different ones. I just like, the varieties, I think they're very mm. interesting. I don't know. I like that they're they're very unique. There's so many of them, and like, I like a lot of the contrasting colors. It's yeah. like, and it's so different every time. I've done a, the same hike several times a week, and then mushrooms one day will be completely different the next day. It's right. crazy. Yeah. Right. So I like. I but I, I take pictures of flowers and stuff too. But I don't know. I love mushrooms. Awesome. You know, something about the decay. And yeah. the beauty in that, I guess. I mean, you, you, you get me thinking about there's the, and this is uh, for listeners, this is an extremely local Fall River reference, but there's a bank on President Avenue that has a tree that's growing mushrooms on it. Oh my God. And, right. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's rather. Like real close to President Avenue yeah, now. Yeah, it's really, it's really close. It's right across from where we used to work. And it's okay. the tree at the turn in on on Ellsbury Street, and um, if you look at that, it's right on the side, and it just it looks like it, every day it was a different color. When yeah, I when I used to walk away, that is, I thought about that, and one day it's like it's white, and then one day it's red, and one day it's brown, and then it's blue, and then it's green. I'm like, whoa! Like and now I'm just thinking of it in my head, and I'm like. I'm like, damn, and I'm thinking, like, oh, it's like Samantha's hair, too. <laughs> <laughs> one day it's different, one day it's this, one day it's that. And, you know, like, I think, like, what you just said was something kind of interesting I'm thinking of was your, um, with, um, you're saying, like, it was a spiritual thing, and I mean, when people get into more of a spiritual space, they, they shed a lot more calories than when they're tense. I mean, do you find that that was true for you, or...? Um, I mean, I never really noticed that. I when I go to like a more mindful place in my yeah. hikes, I like I don't know. I it's almost like I'm not yeah. exerting any effort. Kind of, mm. it just feels yeah. easier to keep going 
I guess right. like I, my batteries never really run out because I just like want to. I'm exactly where I want to be. Right. I'm not running through to get to yeah. somewhere else because I don't want to go anywhere else. Yeah. So. And then that's what does happen is you you fall into it. Your brain is not telling your heart you're in danger, so you're not your heart rate's not going way way too high, and you yeah. fall right into a cardio zone. And then you're like, okay, there, like, there's where it's a perfect time. So your brain shut off, your body's just working. And we're like, okay, let's just take care of it. That's cool, man. That's cool. And I, mean, I think, like, what would, I don't know, I want to say it for later, but, you know, also, you know, you were a binge eater and, you know, you had a lot of the stuff there. I mean, what do you think? Do you think the veganism definitely stopped that, or what do you think started think or stopped that, it? That really was like the the main factor. I don't know what it really was. So I mean, I I think it started with like I had gastric bypass, as you know, like in, in yeah. 2012, and so that and at the time I was well. 360 pounds. I like yeah. had absolutely no control over what I was eating. I would go through periods of binging um occasionally purging or like you know it was just an incredible state of disordered eating for the first like 22 years of my life yeah. all the time um and then when i had gastric bypass initially like you really can't even try to binge eat if you wanted to and for the first like year and a half i literally didn't feel hungry um but i because i was in such like bad health like mentally yeah. I was not following like any of their dietary guidelines I was just like oh yeah I'll eat whatever I want and it's cool because like I'll get sick and throw up and then that doesn't count yeah. um like that made sense so I I kept that going for a long time and like yeah you still lose weight because like y your body is not it's not absorbing, absorbing anything it, you know yeah so yeah so I was still losing weight and like a, had the appearance of being healthier but I was like wicked sick all yeah. the time um and then when i switched to veganism i felt like more in control because of how strict the guidelines are it's just like easier for me to have like almost nothing and as long as like like when i go to work there's pizza everywhere mm. now instead of me being like oh you can't eat pizza because you brought your healthy lunch of like seared salmon and whatever i can be like oh you can't eat pizza because there's cheese on it you're vegan don't do that right so i don't know it's almost like setting up like a a wall in my mind like oh yeah you you, you can't even go over that so don't worry about it yeah like, yeah like a shield i guess <laughs> yeah it's a health it's a healthy shield i mean it's you know there's stuff that i can't eat anymore for you know for funsies like i cannot eat uh, i cannot eat red meat you know yeah. or it's like i cannot drink physically cannot drink soda and then that's the same deal like with um why do you think you did why do you think you binge eated for 22 years it was like the most comforting thing yeah. for me. It, 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 like, I go I try to figure this out all the time. This is still like a work in progress because I'm still, you know, We're I still really struggle yeah. with binging. But like, yeah. um, I had very low self-esteem as a kid and I was already chubby because like, that's just, my family is very food oriented, mm. like special occasions. Like, you know, it was just, and it, sometimes it was just easy yeah. to sneak snacks. Like what right. kid's not going to sneak snacks if like, you yeah. know, people aren't paying attention. So I started school already like pretty chubby 
kids are immediately wicked mean. Mm. So, yeah. and I had kind of like, I would get bullied at school. Yeah. I would come home and kind of like expect some kind of support from my parents, but they were more focused on the problem of me being overweight. So it was always yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah, we got to make it so they stop bullying you. So you have to lose weight. And it kind of seemed like because they were putting so much emphasis on that, I never realized any other thing good about me. There was no, mm-hmm. like, especially after I stopped doing, like, after-school activities. Because after, like, the sixth grade, I stopped doing, like, figure skating and, like, different yeah. scout stuff. So then I was just, like, a fat kid in school. And we were just all trying to figure out how to not make Sam fat. And then that turned into, like, you know, the self-harm and the depression stuff. And it was just constantly, like, all right, what are we going to do to fix Sam? Not ever, like, all right, Sam, you probably should make healthier choices, but also you're a really good person, you know? So I just kind of, I never got support there, and I just found comfort, and I kept eating. Um, And I don't know if that was, like, my way of being, like, yeah, and fuck you, too, or or what. But once I started, I really couldn't stop it I tried so many times like so many different stupid diet things like I was hospitalized in high school for um it was mostly when I was like adding the purging I was like purging a lot and like not really eating at all you know so it, it was a lot yeah, I and mean, what was it that finally like you know there's a lot of struggles but what was it that finally like was the tipping point to where you are now could you pinpoint any of that or um as far as binge eating or just in general in general like what was the uh the pinpoint we'll come back to binge eating for a bit but like what was the tipping point like when you realized like i have to be better now like this is this is this is this can't continue so this is a this is a twofer because okay. these are both like hand in hand things. So yeah. it's a buy one, get one free special. Um, Woo! So the first was the day that me and my daughter's father finally like called it quits. I was like, it was at like the peak of my drinking. Yeah. It was like literally terrible. I was making like a lot of really, really bad choices. And like, it was okay to me because I didn't get drunk when I was alone with my daughter. Um, like there was always somebody else in the house. That was a rule I set up. But when they were in the house, I was as drunk as humanly possible because I wasn't the one who was responsible for my daughter. I was like, you know, I was sober all day. So now I get to be drunk all night. Mm. Um, and I could not cope with the postpartum and like issues with my own family and my own self-esteem issues. So I just sunk into drinking as much as possible um and my daughter's father me kind of just like stopped being what we needed for each other way before i even got pregnant and we just kind of like kept it going um yeah and so i i i broke we broke up because i my dream was out of control and he was like reading my phone different like text messages it was like a whole thing so we broke up but then i I was like trashed already. So I just like was very impulsive and I took um, all of my antidepressants and my anti-anxiety medication and I OD'd. 
Um, and I had to be hospitalized and I had to do the whole like drink and charcoal thing. Um, and then to get it, uh, out of your system. it was this moment, like, uh-huh. so I, I've done the mental hospital thing for the crazy person vacation. Yeah. Like yeah. they got nice socks. It's not that bad. You know, I was sick of yeah. not, you know, getting the help I needed. So I, when I got there, I was like, yeah, all right, I'm going to give this a try. Like I'm really going to like, you know, I went to all the groups. I love shit like that. Yeah. So, um, but then I didn't, I didn't see my daughter for like three days. And I was like, at the time, the longest I hadn't seen her. And then, yeah. but my mom said that on the Saturday, um, that I was, cause I was admitted in a psych hospital in uh Bornwood in Brookline, Massachusetts for about a week. Um, so on the Saturday when my mom had it off, she brought my daughter, my poor fucking two and a half year old daughter had to come visit her like trash junkie mom in the mental hospital. Whoa. And I was just like, yeah, this is terrible. Like I yeah. can't like look at this poor girl and do this to her, especially like with my experience with addiction in my own family, um, you know, growing up. Um, so that, that was one. When I got on there, I really did. I struggled and like I wasn't as successful as I am now, but I did try really, really hard to stop drinking and to like turn it around. Um, it just took me like a long time to like build up enough momentum to get to the point where I could do it consistently. And that's the second one that comes in. So what really pinpointed it was um, New Year's Eve uh, 2019. I had DJed a sober event um i had already did i did christmas sober i was like killing it i was like loving life i went to the liquor store with my best friend before her party and i bought um alcohol-free mimosas because i was like i love mimosas yeah i was like oh cool i'll just drink this and like you know appreciate you know herbal supplements while you guys get trashed um, and it just, as soon as I got there, I was like, oh yeah, but I should have a glass of Prosecco at midnight though, you know? And yeah. then if I was going to do that, then it was like, oh, I'll just drink Prosecco. And so, yeah, I, I got train wreck drunk. Um, and there was a ton of people I worked with there because my friend had recently started working with me and I just like made like an ass out of myself. Like, I don't want to go into like really grave detail, but I made very poor choices um, there was no way of hiding it. Um, I, and I ended up leaving with like one of my best friends. We got into a huge fight and we, we didn't talk for like months and it was really, really hard on me. And so I think that's what kind of carried me through the first bit of being sober. Cause like I woke up the next day, mm-hmm. I was like wicked sick. I think it was like one o'clock in the afternoon. I had no idea what went on. Apparently like my, I had gotten a ride home from my friends. I passed out my kitchen floor. I had no pants on. Like, who fucking knows? You know, Whoa. like, I can't. I'm 30 years old. This is, like, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so I decided that day, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm really going to try, like, for real, though. And um, then, like, seeing him at work um, and, like, not really talking to him like really kept me going I was like oh man I gotta like not be a shitty person because like this is what happens like this sucks and I felt like really alone um so yeah those two went hand in hand and kind of like led into the period of 
you know, the pandemic shut down, yeah. which, you know, allowed me to focus inward because I didn't have as many distractions. Yeah. And like them closing bars was a really huge help. Really appreciated that need that really bad. Yeah. So. I'm just I'm fascinated listening to this too and this is because I haven't really interviewed somebody who's been through this before too so I really really appreciate it um, like let me ask you something like what if there was a chance that you could say like for who you are right now and you got the chance to talk to maybe the teenage Sam like what would you say to her uh, at this point I'm it's it's hard because I'm still trying to like figure out what to say to myself now like I get I'm it, just yeah. now realizing yeah. that I need to forgive myself for like making unhealthy choices yeah. but I I think that I would just tell myself to do it anyway yeah. like I constantly have and I, I think this is what the, the pandemic situation has actually taught me the most do mm. like do do what you want anyway. Yeah. I never thought that I could do anything. I, I would never go for promotions in work because I would just assume I wouldn't get it because I'm stupid or whatever. And like, I, I never did anything. I, I didn't really have any kind of adventurous life aside from like getting train wrecked drunk in various spots in Fall River. Yeah. I never traveled because I was too scared to go alone. I never went anywhere alone. And I like really didn't experience life at, at all. Like just kind of like really focused on how fat I was and how much better life would have been if I wasn't fat. Um, so I didn't really live like at all yeah. until recently it feels like I and I think now I still let limiting thoughts kind of holds me back and I'm trying actively not to do that now and you know just do what I want to do and like the the hiking came and it kind of helped build confidence in that because you know initially I if I wanted to hike I had to go by myself it was just like the way it was and I wouldn't drive normally anywhere by myself so now instead of just like hiking when other people are available I had to hike by myself so I had to do it anyway even though I didn't think I could do it and I figured I would get lost and I was just like yeah whatever if I get lost in the woods I'll figure it out do it anyway yeah. so now I just kind of like even if I'm scared to do it I still do it and it ends up being okay and most of the time I can do it much better than I thought that I would so awesome Awesome. So, like, wow. I, you know, what... Try for, like, something like so Let's say, like, what would you say to another person who maybe was at the same age as your tipping point or somebody who's in that situation? Like, what would you say to them? Or somebody who's on the... Like, you're on the outside of most of it. Like, how would you help them out? Um... I mean, aside from like the, you know, get help thing, I think what helped me was making like a a list of all my goals, like Mm. just in general, like I, I got sober and like healthy eating wise on the 1st of January, generally. Um, that was like my day one reset 2020. Um, so I wrote down all these resolutions and I 
separated them. Like, okay, this month I'm just not going to drink. January, the only thing I'm focused on is not drinking. So if somebody is focused on not binge eating, the first thing they should do is like the easiest part. Like yeah. you can't not eat obviously, Small steps, yeah. but you can yeah. um, track just what you're eating and yeah. not it like make any changes. But then the next month you can add on to that because you've already mastered one thing if you're like really focused on it. So I would tell somebody to try to figure out what it is that you want and set small attainable goals that you can build on instead of trying to attack. Because I could, in January last year, if you would have told me to quit smoking, stop doing drugs, stop drinking, stop eating my feelings, and do yoga and hike every day, I'd tell you to go fuck yourself. Right, yeah, yeah. But just like being gentle with yourself, but also holding yourself accountable at the same time. Like, you know, set goals, do them, figure out what you need to make those achievable instead of just like shake right on paper. Yeah, even if it's just small. And I I also like to add to that too, is if you tell yourself you're going to do it, just find hell and high water ways to do it. Yeah. But little yeah, things that, to start that, first. That I, have to, I know I'm like primarily talking about hiking, which is like the story. Of my no, life. it's good. It's like, good. I like, like this. Yeah. That's what I'm doing now. Like, yeah. I made the challenge to hike every day of this year. I'm like, I don't know. I've I done it. I don't know what the date is today, to be honest with you. It's my day off. So yeah. I have no concept. But I'm whatever. What day of the year is? days into this year yeah. already. And I've yeah. hiked every day. Yeah. And I just kind of find a way to fit it in. Like yeah. I, I've gone, like I hiked the entire time I had, I had yeah. COVID in like backwoods away from people with like an N95 mask on. Like I found ways to get it done. Um, and that kind of carries over in like a lot of other aspects of my life. Yeah. Like even there's sometimes when I'm in the kitchen and I'm, I'm baking and I want to take a handful of chocolate chips and just throw them in my mouth because that's what i would do yeah i'm like yeah yeah don't do that and i don't think that i would have that kind of self-discipline if i didn't if i hadn't put so much into like doing things like yoga every day and like doing the hiking and i'm not gonna like hike five miles and then like blow those burned calories on like shitty chocolate chips in my kitchen because i'm like feeling some type of way yeah yeah that's a, that's a thing that's really interesting is the way people celebrate like you know with food and it's something that stuck in my brain was you know I've said it multiple times on this show and many with many of my clients um, is you gotta change what you get to do like I burned a thousand calories so to celebrate I get to eat this cheesecake or to yeah. celebrate I'm going to eat this cake or but it's like I, instead of changing that around of like, I've gone 17 days, I'm planning a hike later, so I get to eat this cheese, uh, this birthday cake. Yeah, yeah. You know, where it's like, okay, they do that, that that calorie will burn. Is there a, like, is that the mindset that you think everybody should have? I don't think there's like any kind of one-way mindset that you can have in any addiction everybody's recovery is like very very different um Mm, you have to like find the only thing i think is like pretty much the same you have to find what you're doing instead if you're addicted to binge eating you need to figure out what you're going to do instead of binge eating um whether it's like writing or playing video games or like anything anything healthy that you can do instead 
do that. Do as many different things as possible and figure out what you like um, that you can do instead. Um, But, I mean, that's different for everybody. I don't think that everybody would benefit from hiking every single day if, you know, (laughs) they weren't me. So... Yeah. I think yeah, just finding what you're you're replacing with instead of transferring to another like really bad addiction because that's the main reason why my drinking got so out of yeah. control. I couldn't physically eat as much anymore right. because of the gastric bypass. So I just you know I went all in on alcohol. I like you know I turned 21 the summer before, so it was kind of fresh. I mean, yeah, I was drinking way before that, but you know who doesn't. You know, like, you know, and I think it's really good that I just want to repeat something you said. It is like to replace the ha- replace it with different habits. Yeah, in a different way. Like when, like, when I got yeah. sober, I tried so many different things. Like, yeah, and I like consider my sober time and like my recovery from binge eating like very similar time frames because I kind of was like dealing with both mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. Um, like I tried mountain uh, like a a rock climbing gym the yoga the hiking I like painted like I just like literally tried everything I could that would keep my brain not thinking about like oh dude you could just buy a sleeve of nips for ten dollars you could just go in your kitchen and eat whatever you want you can order so much food on DoorDash right now and no one is gonna know so yeah (laughs) <laughs> just trying to focus not on those things yeah and yeah and then I ended up finding like lots of things that I, I A was good at and B I liked like the hiking is one of them but I I didn't really cook anything before like I knew basic cooking skills and like you know I did a lot of crock pot stuff but like anybody can kind of throw in something in a crock pot and like eat it but you know I then I baked a lot when I was a kid and then I started baking vegan stuff now that's like a big part of it yeah so you'd be surprised what you really want in your life when you're not just addicted to something just trying to numb yourself otherwise yeah wow well all right all right so like you uh you have a daughter and you have um obviously work with kids as well yeah you know, what would you say to the, to you know maybe your daughter or the kids if you start to see them going down that path? Like you kind of see that small window, like they might fall into what I, what you had. Um, what I mean, like honestly, the reason why I do my job is because I see a lot of aspects of who I am, like a, a variety of the kids, and yeah. it's easy for me to like be like, oh, I know what that is, yeah. and like talk to them about it recently one of my kids is like starting showing like signs of bulimia and like expressed you know purging after meals to me and like it's become like a safety concern and you know I'm just I'm trying to really focus on like okay well you you just have to start by making one healthy choice you know like if you're you're worried about how fat you're getting then you you need to make one healthy choice so let's figure out what that is and then you can build on that and because they're cognitively impaired you do kind of have to break it down like that like you know like okay in the gym instead of sitting down how about we walk around how about you try to play basketball with me like one of 
the girls I have is like larger and um recently like went up a level like we have a level system of like doing good it's like Mm -hmm. so she went up a level she's doing okay so I was like oh let's go to the gym you know we can play basketball I fucking hate basketball like I'm not you know but it was some physical activity that she could do and be rewarded for good behavior at the same time so I I try to just kind of like sway them into like empowerment like okay you chose to do this that was cool let's do something else that's also good and because they're like more confident what they're doing in general then it's going to be easier for them to not feel like they have to do that yeah is swaying yourself into empowerment that's such an amazing phrase (laughs) i i I think i'm going to name that the title of this episode (laughs) early like that (laughs) most titles of this show actually come from something that just pops up and really hey wait that that's cool i gotta remember that I got. I got to remember that. That's cool. Out of here. So, if somebody else is, and uh, we'll kind of wrap with this one. If somebody else is listening to this, and maybe it's rehashing some of the stuff you already said, and they're hearing, and they're kind of connecting with you, and they're connecting with your story, um, what would you say to them directly into their ears right now? Um. Honestly, I know you probably want like a, a good words of wisdom kind Whatever of advice thing, is, but yeah. it would be to get a journal and like a lot of colorful pens that you like and to just write as much as possible and to do it every day. Um, I It has been like such a major part recently of me like learning how to take care of myself and like you especially with binge eating you have such low self-esteem because like you know when you're fat in this country especially you're a failure like and as a woman it's like yeah Yeah. fat picks okay yeah you're gonna have a real fucking easy time um and there's so much that you can learn from yourself you're an expert on yourself you don't need to really seek advice from other people if you know how to get that from yourself and so I do like a lot of journaling prompts and I recommend that highly I think that that's a good place to start if you can't start anywhere else is to just really look at what you are and what you can put on paper to trigger some kind of change in you wow and you know the show's called Real Talk with Sunset Neck for a reason that's why I wanted to talk to you because you're not going to be the one to be like oh let's talk about flowers and rainbows and I like, you know, I like those things uh, I know you I know you I do rainbow <laughs> yeah. there's flowers on my shirt my shirt it's a uh... No rain, no flowers. That, that actually is really cool. The black and still goth. That, that is really cool, you see. And, you know, I can't think of anyone who is the most real person that I've probably ever known. You know. Thank you so much. <laughs> I know you hate me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know you hate me, but you love me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll wrap that. Stick around for a second. Let's talk for a few moments off mic before we go. 
All right. So that about does it for this episode of, uh, of Real Talk with Sensei Nick. So keep in mind we're a part of 4041media.com. The 4041 Media family is here to entertain you from podcasters all around Fall River, streamers, YouTubers, with shows such as Historic Pinstripes, Free Your Geek, Psych Your Crime, and Movie Theater Time Machine, and plenty more. Go check out 4041media.com for more, and we'll entertain you for years to come. Thank you for being a part of this family. Thank you for having a real talk with me. This is Sensei Nick, and we'll see you next week.